You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. All right. Hey, welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast. Uh, I have a special guest today. Uh, it's Ingrid Perry. She's a uh, coach with me at CrossFit Moncton. And uh, we've had an interesting conversation in the last few days about resiliency, which is what this whole podcast is about. And we really want to dive into that. Kind of the, the last podcast was more about me and what this podcast is about. Now I really want to get into what is resiliency? What does it mean to be a resilient human? Um, so we're Ingrid, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, let's just jump right into this. Okay. Uh, what does resiliency mean to you? <laughs> well, that's a really loaded question to start off with. Um, but every time I think of resiliency, I go back to the one particular moment and it is the day that I sat outside of the gym, catching my breath at the back and I noticed the weed. I remember the weed. <laughs> And I sat there and we had been talking about resiliency off and on for quite some time. It's, you know, our mission at the gym to create resilient humans. I had just come out from that spot where we were just physically doing that and catching my breath. And I just noticed a tiny weed growing out of the freshly laid asphalt out in the back of the gym. And I thought to myself, how did that happen? How did that tiny little seed get enough moisture and enough friggin' gumption to grow up through that thick, thick layer of tar and asphalt. And I stood admiring it for the longest time, actually sat gasping, admiring it for the longest time. And I snapped a little picture of it and I thought to myself, hmm, I'm going to use this as a nice example to show our members what resiliency is. And I'm going to write up a little story about a weed. It's going to be so good. They're going to love it. And then, and then what <laughs> happened that exact same day? I know where this is going. I actually, I actually forgot about this, but yeah, where's this story going? What happened? Well, in true Ingrid fashion, I decided to think about it for a while and, you know, get my words, uh, formulated in my head. But before I had a chance, you had also gone out and caught your breath at a different time that day, noticed, I don't know if it was the same weed. I think it was a different weed. Yeah, it was but this, in, in the top corner. In the top yeah. corner yeah. of the ramp there. And before I even had a moment to put my thoughts together, you had snapped the picture, phrased it perfectly, and posted it for all of our members to enjoy. I just thought that was a really... I always go back to that day when we talk about resiliency. That's awesome. I, yeah, that was a... That weed, man, it, it stuck out. And I think that's, that's what inspired me to create the cover for this podcast. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's that little plant coming out of the, the distraught, like completely dry desert ground. I mean, sort of like against the odds. Yeah. So I guess that's, that's part of my definition of resiliency. And it's a big word, fancy word, and it means uh, different things to different people. Um, and that's okay. This is my personal take on it. It's just the ability to withstand pressure and then to bounce back or to grow through hard times. Um, and I think that can not just be for individual experiences, like 
hard experiences that people go through. It could be like, you know, a car accident or, you know, some, some catastrophe uh, in the family that happens, but also in daily life as well. So it's really a, I'd say it's a character trait, but it's also something that can be worked on. Would you agree with that? I would. I think it's, I honestly think it's almost like a skill that you can draw on. And the more you practice it, I think the more readily some of those um, things come to you and you're able to push through, just just like the weed. I think the, the pushing through, the um, uh, moving through to something hard to the other side, um, but, you know, the weed doesn't know that it can do that. The weed just does it. And I think part of resiliency is just knowing and, and sort of a calm sense of knowing that you can do it. Um, the weed doesn't know that it does it. It just, it just is. And I think that when you get to a point where you have the skills to draw on, to push through those life's, you know, big challenges and barriers, um, if you're really good at it, you don't have to stop and think, can I do this? You just know that you can. That's a great point. We, we talked about this um, probably yesterday. Um, <laughs> I asked you, what are some resilient plants? Basically, plants <laughs> that are <clears throat> hard to kill. And we came up with a few, yeah. uh, like a cactus, um, dandelions. The nettles right? that grow outside, we try to kill every year. And yeah. I isn't, think we'll let them grow this year. Isn't there a special tree that you, uh, you were fond of <gasps> that is also quite resilient? Yes, the Tuckamore tree. There you go. Can you tell me a little bit about the Tuckamore tree? Just oh a just gosh. a quick little 30 seconds here. Well, being a uh, lady from Newfoundland, um, the Tuckamore tree is sort of an unofficial symbol of where I'm from. And it is actually the official symbol of Grossmore National Park, which I'm. Um, it's very near and dear to my heart. But the idea of the Tuckamore tree is that it hangs on and grows and thrives basically with nothing. It has almost zero moisture. It has almost zero nutrients. The wind beats against it every day. It be- tries to beat it back into the ground. And I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> I knew you would. You, I can't believe you even brought up the Tuckamore tree. I thought about it yesterday. I was it like, is yeah, yeah. The most hardy of plants, and it represents the most hardy of people, which I believe myself to be one of those people. So now, part of that. And, and you brought this up uh, yesterday was about plants don't get the choice. They don't get to choose to be resilient. It's just, it's more about luck. Like when we were looking in the, the back parking lot that was freshly paved, it's really just luck that a seed fell in that exact crack and had just the amount of, of water that it needed and just the amount of sunlight to come out and, and show itself, show its character really. Mm-hmm. Humans aren't really like that. We're, we're different. It's not about luck. It's not about being in the right place at the right time. And I'm sure sure that's happened. Like there's there's stories of being in the right place at the right time. And, and we can definitely capitalize upon those moments. But we also can choose to rise from hard times. We can see, we can see that as in examples around the world where two people are going through the exact same Uh, situation or circumstances and one person comes out of it and the other person doesn't why why is that and I don't think it's because it's just the way they are I think it's a choice 
And that's what it comes down to. And I think that's what you were leading up to uh, earlier here. Well, I definitely think it's a choice. And when we talked yesterday, this <laughs> the idea for this whole conversation came out of a question that I sent you when I was in traffic on the way to my appointment yesterday, which was, what's the opposite of resilience? I, I try, you know, I like words and I like to define things. And I had a long drive yesterday, so that's what I was trying to think of. And the words that come up as opposites of resilience, you know, when you Google them or ask people or in the dictionary, um, don't fit for me because the power of choice is left out of those things. Right. So I think my answers were, I think I said fragile was mm -hmm. one. Um, what was Sensitive. The other one? Sensitive. I have my list in front of me. Okay. Yeah. Good. Vulnerable. Yeah. Um, we also had rigid and inflexible were ones that came up. Right. So um, those, those are very um, plant-like words to describe them, right? Like a, yes, a plant. Yes, how they are built. Sure. Absolutely. And it's, it's very concrete. Now, when, when you first asked me that question, I was happy with my answer. I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, it means, it definitely means fragile. Like <laughs> it, I was thinking about fruit as well. Name a, a fragile fruit, like a peach, something that bruises easily, right? Something that can't be dropped on the ground and just picked back up and it looks the same as it was before. Um, that's, that was, I was very happy with that. And then you started digging in a little deeper and you're like, yeah, but that's, we humans have a choice. We, we can decide when we want to be resilient. And I was like, damn, you put a giant hole in my, my thought. So I, I didn't like that. But anyway. I don't think the, I don't think it can, I don't, I haven't come up with a good answer. I lost a little bit of sleep over this last night. I can't find an answer that means to me the opposite of what resilience means to me as a human. So, um, in true um, Wood household fashion, uh, we had a, a date night last night with my wife uh, and I went to Costco obviously, because that's what you do on a Friday night when you don't have a, a kid at home. Uh, and on the way there, I asked Joanna, I said, I said the same question. I was like, uh, Ingrid and I were talking about what does resiliency mean? And then she asked a really interesting question about what's the opposite of that. And without too much thought, Joanna just blurted out, the opposite of being resilient is comfort. It's choosing to be comfortable. And Joanna Wood, that is a good one. That's a quotable quote from Joanna Wood right there. My mind exploded. <laughs> I literally, I was leaning forward kind of when I asked her the question and like she was driving and, uh, <laughs> and I was leaning forward when I asked her the question and she said, she said the comfort answer and I just leaned back in my seat and I'm like, damn. And you are reading the comfort crisis right now, dear. <laughs> I know. And that's, that's part of what, why my brain exploded. I'm like, damn, that. That makes sense. It kind of, it was that moment in time where like the big bang, where everything just kind of came into, came into one. It's like, boom, there it is. Um, well, I wish I'd come to Costco with you guys last night. I would have got more <laughs> sleep. <laughs> and then the more I got thinking about it, comfort is a choice. You can choose when to be comfortable and when to go outside of your comfort zone to be uncomfortable. And I'm currently doing that as we speak. Yes, you are. I have chosen to put myself into discomfort by fasting for as long as I can. Um, I don't do this for any physical benefits or anything like that. It's I'm sure there's a ton like 
uh, you know, it'll regulate my insulin and my digestive system will improve and all that. Um, that's not why I do it. I, I do these long fasts. I usually do them once a year uh, just to remind myself of what true hunger actually feels like. Because oftentimes we'll, we'll eat breakfast. Maybe I, I usually eat at 5 a.m. or around there. And then by 10 or 11, I'll say, oh, man, I'm starving. No, I'm not. No. I'm not starving. There are people in this world that are starving, and I am not one of those people. So I want to have this. It's almost like an annual reset where I just push that reset button when I'm doing these long fasts, and it reminds me of what true hunger is so that when I'm done this fast and I'm out and about and I don't have my, my kitchen readily available and all the foods that I have prepared, I can just tell myself, well, I can wait 30 minutes or I could wait two hours or I could wait five hours because I've gone, well, now it's currently 39 hours without eating a single thing. So I know I can do it. And this is just an annual reminder of, of how I can do that. So it's about, it's about choice. Nobody told me to do this. Um, it's actually, it's part of the comfort crisis book that I'm reading now. They're, they're talking about uh, being on this Alaskan trek for 30 days and they're rationing two granola bars, two cliff bars uh, over the course of a day. So they'll have like a little bit of one in the morning and then a little bit in the afternoon and then they'll dig into the other one at night. It's like, wow, if, if they can do that for that length of time, what are we complaining about? So I, I often use others as a, a catalyst for putting myself into uncomfortable situations. And that's just one example. Well, you've often talked about doing the hard things ever since we've worked together. That's what you've talked about. Do the hard things because when you get into a situation where you need to do a hard thing, you know that you can. And I think there's a nice, calm sort of stillness of spirit, just kind of knowing that you can draw on that from yourself and having the experience and practice of doing it before. As we're talking here, I'm just thinking about other people's moments. And I own uh, CrossFit Moncton here in Moncton, New Brunswick. And we have another trainer here, uh, Blake Reynolds, that was putting together a little uh, fundraiser just on his own. He was going to, um, for every dollar raised, he was going to do a burpee. And he thought, I might get, you know, a couple hundred, maybe 300 bucks at the most. Uh, well, we brought in $1,000. Uh, I made sure that we topped it off, I think. So he was at like, I don't know what it was, 800 and something. I was like, yep, I'll fill in the rest. Let's just get, let's just make it a, a nice even 1000. And he was kind of like, damn. Anyway, came into the back of the gym, had his headband on, just ready to rock. And he just banged him out a thousand burpees, like in a row in, in the same session, not over the course of days or weeks. It was just in a row. And now, because of that, because he chose to put himself into that uncomfortable situation of doing a crazy amount of burpees, now when we do 50 burpees in a workout, he thinks, well, that's nothing. I've done a thousand, right? How many push-ups are you at for your challenge today, Kevin? Uh, I've now surpassed the 8,000 push-up mark uh, over the last two months. So that was another thing. It's, I believe choosing challenge there's my quote choose challenge that's it it's two simple words if you choose challenge 
you will grow from that. You will, and, and I think that is part of being resilient or growing resiliency. I would even say it's, it's nurturing that, that resiliency is by choosing challenge. And what do you mean by choosing challenge? Shirking comfort a little bit when you just don't want to or just don't feel like it. Right. Just to get the feeling of doing it so that you can draw on it later when you need to. I think that's the the idea behind it. Man, my mind's going a mile a minute right now. Because <laughs> I feel like this, you have 50,000 things you want to say. This could go in a, a thousand different ways. Uh, now I'm thinking about how can we start building resiliency in our kids. Mm-hmm. Um we're just coming out of a pretty substantial winter. Uh, we've had a ton of snow and I decided this winter to build a Quincy. It's a winter, uh, shelter. You just pile up a a whole bunch of snow, dig it out and then sleep in it. And I asked my daughter who's eight years old, uh, to come out and join me and sleep in it. And she was gung ho. She's like, yeah, sure. And we got the big sleeping bags and all the warmers and everything. We were ready to rock. Uh, and we made it, I think, until it was like 2 or 3 a.m. It got really damn cold that night that we decided to go out. It was like minus 30 Celsius. I don't even know what that would be in Fahrenheit, but it's damn cold. And uh, she did really awesome. And she said once we came back in, we kind of made a fort in the basement. And uh, when we woke up, I asked her if she'd ever do that again. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'd do that for sure. And I think that's just one example of how I'm – I'm trying to help my daughter become more resilient. Now I'm getting teared up. Yeah, so screw you, it. Ingrid. <laughs> Damn you. We'll talk about your tree and my kid and that's all it takes, right? <laughs> Doesn't take much. All right. So I want to wrap this up by putting this out to you. When I, when I created this podcast, it was about creating change. It's not just about listening to this and being like, oh, cool. That's neat. Somebody else is doing that. I want this to be about you, about the listeners doing something different. So this is my weekly challenge to you. I want you to go out there and choose challenge. What are you going to do to challenge yourself this week? And that means different things to different people. It might be for some just drinking enough water throughout the day. That could be, that could be challenging for some people. They have a hard time just getting enough water in. It might be, waking up an extra hour earlier just so that you can start a new morning routine. It might be, you know, I go for daily walks. Why not add some weight in a backpack and and make it into a ruck? It could be having a difficult conversation with somebody that you've been putting off for a really long time. That's choosing challenge. So that's it. That's all I want you to do this week. Do something that's going to challenge you. I got mine picked out. Awesome. (laughs) I can't wait. We'll talk about it some other time. But um, that's it for today. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you, Ingrid, for coming in for uh, this was supposed to be a a solo podcast. But uh, I think this worked well as a a good opener as to what resiliency means uh, and how we can do something or choose something about it. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time.